Happy Sabbath. This is Apostle Joseph Rodriguez with Truth Be Told, Church of the Living Christ. And here we swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Amen. Today we're going to be diving deep into spiritually discerning the scriptures and the importance of it. But first, let's start off with a prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, God, I bind everything that comes against the, my brothers and sisters, no matter where they at, their God, so they can receive your truth that brings forth freedom. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare nothing else. Amen. One of the most common ways we see discernment and courage is when it comes to the word being preached. The early church, like us today, dealt with many false preachers. Many times, the teachings were just slightly twisted. Enough of the truth to sound right, but with human knowledge or wisdom mixed in between, between the little bit of truth they gave to compromise everything they just said. We could find an example of this in 1 John 4.1. It reads, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we see that many false prophets have already gone out into the world. And, that, and false prophets always share some truth mixed in with their own wisdom. And that's why there are false teachers and false prophets, right? So we see that in 1 John 4, 1, for many false prophets have gone out into the world already. As we, we know that without a doubt because God's word already told us that, amen? Now, here's some more scriptures relating to false prophets and teachers, amen? Jeremiah 14, 14. Then the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. So, the Lord already told us, even back in the day, how there was many men who said they had a dream from God, right? And, and they also prophesied many false visions and divinations and idolatries and just the delusions of their own minds, but nothing that was actually from the Lord. Many people like that exist today. That's why many people, you know, they have prophesied and have, have been found to be false. Now, the problem with America today is that we forgive those type of people. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Rogers is an example. He's a perfect example because he prophesied about Trump and it was wrong. Back in the day, when you prophesied wrong and it didn't come to pass, you were put to death. But today in America, you're forgiven and you're still, you're still the pastor. That's the difference in how far we've come, right? And that's why discernment is very important. So, Jeremiah 23, 16 reads, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. That sounds very familiar today when you when you scroll on Facebook and you see these these prophets saying that you're going to get a new car and your, your finances are about to be increased and all this stuff. They're prophesying from their own minds and they're filling you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, the Bible says, not from the mouth of the Lord. These are things we've been warned about already. And people people continue to follow those people and even give them their money because they just like to be lied to. Unfortunately for them. Luke 6, 26 says, Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you. For that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. People that are speaking well of 
are usually a false prophet. When there's people that speak bad of a person who preaches the truth, a lot of the times he's doing well. Because when you, pre when you preach the truth, people find any reason to hate you and to revile you. And revile means to basically criticize someone angrily or hatefully. You know, always have something to say about the person with anger, right? And once again, the Bible says in Luke 6, 26, Woe unto you when everyone speaks well of you. For that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. The false prophets back in the day, everybody spoke well of them. Why? Because they tickled the ears. They preached in a way that everybody wanted to hear. When you have a man of God preaching the truth to you, people are going to find ways to hate you and find ways to say things about you. But that's okay because that shows that you're doing something right because people hate the truth. The Bible says people hate the truth so because if they come to the light, then their deeds will be exposed. Amen? There's a confirmation that people hate the truth. Now, Matthew 24, 24 says, For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So we see here that you got to be careful that signs and wonders are not just from God. There are false prophets, false teachers and pastors and messiahs that will also perform great signs and wonders to deceive people. So just because there's healings going on and supposedly kundalini spirits coming and snakes coming out. That's just to deceive people, amen? And we're going to go into that further on on how people take advantage of the vulnerable with these deceiving tricks and lies and false dreams that supposedly God gave them that never came to pass and all these things that are not true. Because false prophets have to imitate real prophets. Real prophets move in, in the power of God. False prophets move in other types of power because there are many powerful spirits, amen? So it really comes down to discernment. And this is why we're talking today about discernment, spiritually discerning the scriptures, wisdom and understanding from God. Hallelujah. Now, 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4 reads, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. So people, like the Bible says, will not put up with sound doctrine. And instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. So these are the people that are spoken well of because they're, they're itching the ears of these people. And, and they're preaching in a way that suits their own desires, right? The man who preaches against what your flesh desires... And that preaches against what you want to hear, you're not going to like him, right? But those are the people we need in our lives, amen? Those are the mothers and the fathers we need, not enablers, right? We need preachers who are not enablers also, because they are our spiritual fathers, hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. They're going to choose to follow lies, right? Now, Acts 20, 28 through 30 reads... Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So even in the body of Christ, 
and in the supposable brothers and sisters united, right? There's going to be people that's going to rise up and they're going to pervert the truth or distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after themselves. Many that we've seen that in the Bible when they had an argument about circumcision and they had to split ways, the apostles, right? Because some people just wanted the following for themselves or they wanted the money for themselves. So they chose to to preach in a way that they seen people liked it the most. And then they chose to continue preaching that way to bring the disciples after them, right? So... 2 Peter 3, 14 through 18 reads, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him, mind you, all apostles are just speaking with the wisdom that God gives them because an apostle is one who, who was sent by God, Right? He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do the other scriptures, to their own destruction. Did you know that you could, you could interpret some of the writings of Paul and some of the writings in the Bible to your own destruction? And ignorant people and unstable people distort them and, and are destroying themselves all the time? Verse 17 says, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, you have been warned already ahead of time, before, before this was even possible for you to destroy yourself, you have been warned. Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. The lawless are in error, amen? And we must, we have to rightly divide to know what's true and what's not true. And for people, you know, that have something to say about people that preach truth, like, oh, you're legalistic and all that stuff, we see here very clearly in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 17, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. Amen. First John 4 1 through 6 reads, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. We are to test everything so we could be sure that they come from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world, like we read already, there's already false prophets everywhere. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Christ is heaven sent, but he came in the flesh. And when you recognize that, you can know a person is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Because Christ came in the flesh and the name of Jesus represents the flesh. Amen. Because Jesus' whole reason of existence was to be a man used for his blood to be shed on the cross of Calvary for all of our sins. Amen. So ironically, we've been forewarned, and this is one of those forewarnings. It says this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God in someone. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Jesus did not come from heaven, but he was heaven sent. Amen? Because the Father who was in heaven sent him 
Hallelujah. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Christ represents a man who was anointed by God. And everyone who, who confesses that Jesus is not the Christ is Antichrist. Which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. Those people are already in the world. They already exist. You know what I'm saying? There's people that have, have already disrespected who Jesus is. We must have this discernment, but we must discern spiritually the scriptures. Amen. And when we do that, we'll have a full understanding of why everything else says what it says. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The one who is in us is greater than the one in the world, just like the one who was in Christ was greater than he who was in the world, which helped him overcome and, 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 and be the reasons why he was able to say it is finished. Amen. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world or carnal viewpoints, amen? And the world listens to them. Everybody listens to them. Everybody has the same, you know, the same um, results because they're all looking at a worldly viewpoint. Just like they couldn't recognize God in Christ then, they can't recognize God in us now, right? Matthew 7, 15, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. 2 Peter 1, 12 through 21, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And th these scriptures are actually very important. And mainly because we see here that for prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So false prophets are those who are moved by their own minds and their own ways of thinking and their own wisdom versus a real prophet is someone who spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, the thing is, is that we have to understand that there's so many false prophets and that's why we have to have 
discernment. We have to spiritually discern the scriptures in order to know if this prophet is preaching the truth or if he's preaching on behalf of his own mind or his own delusions, right? There are many false teachers and prophets and wolves, but the good news is the more we meditate on God's word, pray and rely on the spirit, the more we can grow in the spiritual discernment and wisdom that is needed to live in this world as a follower of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Jesus himself even prayed for us to have discernment because even he knew how hard the truth would be watered down and manipulated in these times. And we find that in Philippians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. A prayer to be able to discern what is best and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. My dear brothers and sisters, we must never cling to what is evil like it says in Romans 12, 9, hate what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. To listen to preachers who preach in a way that contradicts God's word just because he's handsome or because he seems like a nice guy is a form of evil. And if you don't know what type of teachings are evil because you lack an understanding of God's word? That's okay. Because if you ask God with a sincere heart, he will give you understanding and wisdom. Amen. First Kings 3.9. Ask God for an understanding and discerning heart. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Amen. But God himself. Hallelujah. Pray this proverb also, my brothers and sisters, for discernment. Proverbs 119.66 reads, teach me discernment and knowledge. Teach me good discernment and knowledge for I believe in your commandments, God. Amen. Now, we must always seek God's way because the foolish think their way is wise, but it's deceitful and they are only fooling themselves while thinking they are wise. Proverbs 4.8 says, seek God's will for your way. The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, which is the way of the Lord. But the foolishness of fools is deceitful and deceit. Now, we must also test, 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 and test again, amen? As the Lord tests us, we must test everything also. Because how else will we know what the will of God truly is if we do not test, 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 amen? Romans 12, 2, by testing we can discern what is the will of God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We must test, hallelujah, we must test everything in order to know for sure what is good and acceptable and perfect to God. God's wisdom fills us with life and strength and we must hold on to his wisdom tightly, amen. 
Proverbs 3.18, embrace wisdom. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Amen. How beautiful are these scriptures. Once again, if you lack wisdom, embrace humility and ask God for his wisdom. In James 1.5, it says, ask God for wisdom. He gives freely to those who ask him. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to those without reproach, and it will be given to him. All you have to do is ask God with a sincere heart, and he'll give it to you freely. Amen. And wisdom is very important because it says embrace wisdom. Wisdom is a tree of life. To those who embrace her, happy are those who hold her tightly. That's something I would imagine that you would want. Amen. So ask God for wisdom so you could, he could give it to you. He blessed Solomon with it when he asked for it because he is a promise keeper. Amen. First Kings 429 reads, God blessed Solomon with wisdom and great discernment. Now God gave Solomon wisdom and a very great discernment and breath of mind like the sand that is on the seashore. And he could give it to you also. Amen. Now look how the Bible talks about those who get their wisdom from God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 19, 8 reads, Seek wisdom and get understanding. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. Praise God. He who keeps understanding, wow, will be found good. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul because wisdom will save your soul. Hallelujah. You must love Wisdom, because if you love wisdom, and he who gets wisdom from the Lord loves his own soul, because the wisdom of God will save you. Amen. Proverbs ten thirteen: Those who are discerning speak with wisdom. On the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him who lacks understanding. So, discipline and consequences and judgment is for those. Who claim to have wisdom but lack the understanding of it. And that's another reason why spiritually discerning the scriptures is essential and needed. Amen. For we already know he who lacks wisdom will be destroyed. For the lack of, of they will be destroyed due to a lack of knowledge. Amen. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 11.31, we are called to judge ourselves rightly. That's why it says, but if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. Amen. That's because if we judge ourselves with God's wisdom, we can be sure that we won't have to worry about being judged. For judgment is for criminals. You don't go to court unless you have a ticket or you've, had, you've been, have been um, you know, accused of a crime. You stand in, in front of the judge. Hallelujah. The Bible, the Bible is beautiful. When you, when you, when it says right here, he who judges himself rightly would not be judged. Amen. That's so beautiful. Amen. Praise God. The Bible has so many scriptures and tells us over and over again about the importance of God's wisdom. Having an understanding and discerning with sound judgment. And let's read some of these scriptures. Proverbs 3, 21 to 24 reads, Preserve sound judgment and discretion, my son. Do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion, which is discernment. They will be life for you. An ornament to grace your neck 
wow, it's like a necklace. Let's say like a, a necklace from God. How beautiful is that to grace our neck and our body while we're here? Amen. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Hallelujah. Once again, preserve sound judgment and discretion. It reads, my son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Wow, that's so beautiful. Let us continue. Colossians 2, verses 2 through 3. In Christ, we know all the treasures of wisdom. We know in Christ is hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. Amen. And that's why this scripture is powerful. It reads, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery. Wow, God is a mystery himself. You need to spiritually discern God in order to understand him and who he really is and how he operates, amen? Which is Christ in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We can find out the mysteries of God in Christ. Hallelujah. For there's no way to the Father except through Christ, amen? 1 Samuel 25, 30 through 33. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me, and blessed be your discernment, and blessed be you, who have kept me this day from bloodshed and from avenging myself by my own hand. Another one on discernment and how people are blessed for their discernment. Amen. Hosea 14, 9. Who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. You got to understand that there's no way to discern except by the way of the Lord. Amen. And those who are judging must judge by the spirit of God because only he could judge soundly and rightfully. Amen. But those, you know, who don't understand, they stumble in the word of God and, and they do it rebelliously without even knowing. Because you need the spirit in order to discern the ways of the Lord, the wisdom of God, and the mysteries of God also. John 7, 24, we cannot judge by appearances, but must judge with right judgment. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment, amen? 1 John 4, 1, test the spirit and the words of those who preach. According to scripture, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, because there are many spirits. That's why there's apostrophe S, when it says, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. We have to test all spirits to make sure they are aligned with the spirit of God, amen? For many false prophets have gone out into the world once again. Proverbs 2, verses 3 through 5, Seek discernment and you will discover the knowledge of God. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice and for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. If you search for the discernment of God, 
The same way you search for treasures and silver and gold and jewelry and precious things on the earth, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. How beautiful is that? If we just put that same energy we put into finding treasures and gaining treasures on this earth, into gaining discernment, and we lift our voice for understanding, then we will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. Amen. That's so beautiful. Praise God. Hebrews 5.14. Through God's word, we can grow in discernment, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Unfortunately, through God's word, we can grow in discernment, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Only those who continue to test what's good and when they see what's good and they walk in it and they put away what's not good, those who are growing in their discernment, those are the ones who are able to have sound food because they have matured in their discernment that they've been given from the beginning of their walk. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil, amen? Colossians 1.9 Pray to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. It reads, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. 1 Corinthians 2.14 But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. What does this mean? The point made in this verse is crucial in our understanding of spirituality and how to interact with the non-believing world. In short, non-believers cannot be expected to think or to act like believers. The problem is not intellectual or moral. Reason and evidence points toward God. Psalms 91, Romans 118 through 23 are also correlating to this very scripture, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14. Now, the key difference is spiritual. Those who are not guided by the Holy Spirit, thanks to faith in Christ, simply lack godly spiritual perspective. The only way to believe the truths of God, including his plan for salvation through faith in Christ, is for God to communicate those truths through his Holy Spirit. Paul's work is to help people who have been given that spiritual ability to believe, to understand what it means, but he knows that he cannot make anyone believe it. Intellectual knowledge and human reason cannot produce faith. At best, they can only impart facts. James 2.19 confirms this also. Now, Paul shows us the negative. Those without God's spirit cannot possibly get it. God's truth must be understood and believed on a spiritual level. Those without God's spirit don't have that level. Paul insists like a radio, television, or microphone tuned to the wrong signal, they are literally incapable of receiving that message. 
So the natural person rejects as foolish anything that comes from the Spirit of God. Those who have only their human senses and human reason will never be able to comprehend the spiritual truths of God's revelation about sin, salvation, and Christ himself to his people. It's unreasonable to expect non-believers to process spiritual issues in the same way as believers. It's impossible to expect them to have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16 confirms this when they don't have the Spirit of God. Once again, my brothers, I can't stress enough the importance of spiritually discerning the scriptures because that's what brings forth the wisdom of God to discern the perfect will of God with a sound understanding of it all. Amen. We must test, test, test. We must seek discernment. We must ask God for wisdom. We must gain an understanding above all. Amen. So that we could be sure that everything that we hear is of God and everything we approve of is in line with his perfect will. Amen. Once again, we must spiritually discern for the things of God are foolishness to the people who just read the book like, like a theologian or for a philosopher. They, they have all these words nowadays like apologetics, theologians, philosophers. I don't want to be none of that. I'm just a child of God preaching truth, bold as a lion. Amen. I don't need a label. That comes from man himself. So many different denominations come from men always feeling like they found something new and they had to put a label on it. And that's the evidence that people rose up from among brothers and, and started to preach in a way to get disciples after themselves or followers after themselves. That's why we have all these denominations, all these things and, and, and names and it's because people wanted to invent something new to, to get followers to, and disciples to come after themselves, right? Forget all of that stuff. Oneness, Trinity, Pentecostal, Baptist, Mormon, Jehovah Witness, you know what I'm saying? Theologian, philosopher, apologetic. We are to be nothing else but holy and blameless. Hallelujah. As a child of God, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray, amen. Y'all stay blessed. This is Truth Be Told, Church of the Living Christ. And here we swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. I'll see you next week. Happy Sabbath.